Welcome to the Macmillan Report. I'm Marilyn Wilkes, your host, and our guest is Linda Lorimer, the Vice President and Secretary of Yale. Since 1993, Ms. Lorimer has served as the Senior Counselor to President Levin and is the leader of major strategic initiatives for Yale. In recent years, she has developed an ambitious strategy and numerous programs for internationalizing the university. We'll talk with her today about those plans. Welcome, Ms. Lorimer. It's wonderful to be here. So let's begin uh, by talking about Yale is doing to position itself as a global university. Um, please give us an overview. Well, actually, Yale has been at this for a very long time. A president of Yale about 150 years ago said that the university's role was not to create citizens for the moment, mm -hmm. but citizens for the world. But there really has been a stepped up effort, uh, Marilyn. In December of 2005, President Levin and I spent time talking with all of the deans of our schools and with over 60 faculty leaders who already are out around the world with important scholarly projects to say, what should be the design? What should be the shape to propel Yale to be one of the great global universities? And we created something called the International Framework, which you can find at yale.edu and put in International Framework where we captured the essential three goals that we heard from our faculty leaders. The first was that we wanted to be intentional in preparing our own students here on campus for the lives of sort of in interdependency that they will need to shape the world ahead of us. So that helps influence the curriculum we have here. Our second goal was to attract the best and brightest from around the world. And the third was the audacious to position Yale as a global university of consequence. So let me just unpack each of those. Okay. In terms of preparing our students, you know, obviously we have an incredible curriculum here. We teach over 50 foreign languages. There are over 900 courses that touch upon international uh, activities. But we said we wanted to do more. So we articulated the goal of having every Yale College student go abroad once during his or her four years here. And if they were on financial aid, we would give the resources to make it happen. And we have done just that. This past year, we had over 1,200 students go abroad in one year alone. But it's not simply the college that's recrafting and expanding their curriculum. I'll just give two examples from the professional schools. Uh, our School of Management introduced a new curriculum for all first-year students, which has a January program where every student goes abroad in groups with a faculty member for a serious study project. So right from the beginning of their studies, we are capturing this aspect of internationalization and understanding a culture in the context of a business or social mm -hmm. responsibility matter. For the, we'll go across campus to the architecture school. Every third year student in their final year has an opportunity for a semester long studio looking at a problem in architecture, but embedded in the semester is a travel component also abroad. Uh, with their faculty members. So these are enriching activities that we help will form what a Yale education is, whether you're in the college or whether you're in one of the graduate or professional schools. But that's sort of goal one. <coughs> goal two in attracting the best and the brightest here, obviously the real lure is the quality of our faculty and the academic programs. Mm -hmm. But we realize we should provide a lot more financial aid to those coming from abroad and we should give them more support services. So we created a new international center which held over 800 events last year to be a home away from home for our growing number of international students and scholars, mm -hmm. a number that has doubled in a decade. 
We have now about 17% uh, of our students come from uh, outside the United States and Canada. Uh, some schools are much higher representation. In the music school and management, over 30% of the students come from abroad. So that's a second goal of being a much more international and welcoming community. The third one, the audacious one, mm -hmm. of being a global university of consequence, uh, is really pursued by our faculty. We now have over 900 faculty members who are conducting research projects uh, outside the United States, literally in every continent. Mm -hmm. um, the, uh, some of them are becoming consequential, really quite large. I'll give you two examples. Uh, in Shanghai, we have a joint Fudan University, Yale University, Center for Genetics. It's large, 75,000 square feet of laboratory space doing uh, genetics research in sync with the genetics research being done here at Yale. The director of the Shanghai um, Institute is a full Yale professor. The associate director is a Shanghai professor. Mm -hmm. They have virtual lab meetings by using the internet and showing how consequential this could be. The first research that warranted being on the cover of Cell Magazine, the leading, a leading uh, science <coughs> magazine, of course, uh, from Asia, the first research from Asia to garner the cover was emanating from the Fudan Yale Center in Shanghai. So this is an example of how by working in tandem with an institution around the world, we can make a real difference. But let me go to a different part of the mm -hmm. world. If you look uh, in Ghana, we have a joint center with the University of Ghana and faculty from our Department of Infectious Medicine looking at issues of hookworm, malaria, and other kinds of infectious diseases where obviously our faculty benefit as much as they contribute by being in that environment, which of course uh, has uh, the, um, uh, uh, the underlying uh, biological and medical issues right there at hand. These are both in the areas of science, but we have fascinating and important work being done in the humanities and the social sciences and by all of our professional schools as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, <clears throat> you touched a little bit about uh, on China. So China, India, and the Middle East um, are very much in the news today. What are Yale's plans um, in those areas? Well, they have different strategies for each, so I'll try mm -hmm. and describe them briefly. Okay. In China, Yale has the distinction of the university with the longest ties to that country. Mm -hmm. When the first young boy left China to, to study outside of the mainland, he came all the way to New Haven, Connecticut in 1850. So our heritage is very, very, very long. And if you look at the number of projects our faculty uh, members are conducting in China right now, they number over 80. So they are in over 17 uh, cities, really dotting the landscape of that great country. Uh, we have programs, whether it's from the law school with the China Law Center, we have some of our humanities faculty doing very important work on families, home, village work. Uh, we also have a program for university presidents of China's leading universities who have come for the last several years to study on our campus. So it's a, it's a really varied set of programs with China. In India, uh, our ties are not as substantial. We have had fewer faculty working historically uh, in India, but that's changing. We announced just in November a major India initiative where already uh, $18 million has been raised, which in this economy we think is really quite exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, it will eventually add seven professors to the Yale faculty 
whose concentration and expertise will be on the Indian subcontinent uh, in South Asia more generally. We are looking to have more internships in the summer for our students and all the schools to go there. So a major initiative in China. We're very pleased the Prime Minister has selected Yale to do a program for uh, aspiring uh, parliamentarians, some of the very best uh, young leaders in the Indian Parliament, mm -hmm. and they will be coming back for another session uh, later this semester. The Middle East, the Middle East, we have had uh, some uh, projects that go back over a century. Some wow. of the first archaeological expeditions mm -hmm. uh, into the region were by Yale faculty members. They continue. We have a major archaeological expedition uh, and ongoing project in Egypt, for, for instance. Mm -hmm. I, I give that in terms of archaeology. <laughs> we have uh, Marsha Inhorn, a new faculty member who's recently come to the university who was just in the United Arab Emirates in the last month looking at a collaboration there and we with the Sister University. So you know a little bit about what we're, we're yeah. looking at in there. Our medical school has some major proposals for collaborations with uh, universities in Saudi Arabia that we're pursuing. And we've had sort of long-standing ties with the Crown Prince Scholarship in Bahrain, where it has sent students both at the undergraduate level and at the graduate level. We're, we're very eager to have more uh, young students for all of our schools come from that area. I think like many universities after 9-11, we've seen a downturn in the students uh, coming from the region. And one of my messages whenever I go there and on a show like this is to underscore Yale's eagerness to welcome uh, students and scholars from the Middle mm -hmm. East as well. We've just created in the past several years an undergraduate major in Middle Eastern Studies. Uh, and we have a new program bringing distinguished scholars as visiting professors from the Middle East. So we're really ramping up our efforts for that important part of the world. Okay. Um, Yale recently established the Jackson Institute for Global Affairs. Tell us a bit about it and what you expect to see in both the short term and long term. It is so exciting to have received a $50 million gift wow. from Susan and John Jackson showing their belief in investing at such a massive scale in Yale's uh, internationalization efforts. The focus will be on teaching and on student courses in contemporary global affairs. I think we recognize that uh, particularly for our students, uh, we want to buttress the number of courses and the number of faculty we have available to students throughout the university. Mm -hmm. The goal of the Jackson Institute is to have contemporary global affairs become a signature for student, whether she attends the law school or he attends the architecture school or the environment school, that this will be something that will be an ingredient of your Yale education. So there'll be courses in the new institute available for all students in all schools. But as you well know, we have an outstanding master's program uh, in international relations is really a jewel. Uh, it gets some of the finest students uh, anywhere who are attending these kinds of schools. Uh, and the Jackson Institute will allow additional courses for those master's students, will provide additional financial aid for those students, and will also support our very popular undergraduate major international studies. Uh, so it will take the very strong base we already have in contemporary global affairs and build on it rather dramatically. Okay, moving forward, what do you think will be the greatest challenge for Yale and its globalization's efforts? 
Well, I think the challenge will be only a short-term one. I do think the economic downturn will uh, require us to perhaps elongate some of our investments in terms of when we could continue to uh, support some of the schools and sending all of their students abroad, which is a dream I have that we would perhaps within the next de decade support through great donations. Every school to be able to do what our business school and also what our architecture and our college has done. We already have some great programs. Last year at the, the music school sent over a hundred of its students to Korea and to China. So there certainly are opportunities for our students already. But I think that with the um, turnaround in the uh, economy and some other gifts, perhaps not as uh, generous as the Jacksons for the Jackson mm -hmm. Institute, but other loyal alums, other foundations, and certainly the kinds of important government grants that the Macmillan Center has been so successful in securing uh, over the years will help us meet that challenge. Wonderful. Sounds like such exciting things are going on at Yale. Good stuff. Thank you. It really is exciting and I hope that everyone will look at the Macmillan site because the work of the Macmillan Center is extraordinary in advancing Yale's internationalization efforts and also perhaps look at the Yale and the World website mm -hmm. to get a better insights into the plethora of programs we have all over the world. Thank you for having me here. Thank you very much for joining us today. For more information about Ms. Lorimer and Yale's globalization efforts, please visit our website at yale.edu backslash Macmillan Report. Be sure to join us again for another episode of the Macmillan Report, made possible through funding from the Whitney and Betty Macmillan Center for International and Area Studies at Yale.